(laughs) Hey, I'm Sherry. And I'm Marty. Tired of hearing bad news everywhere you turn? Well, we are. We're taking a little journey back to simpler times. Come along for the ride as we share some of our fun childhood memories. Might even jog some of your memories, too. Mm, I don't know, Marty. My memory lane is like a cul-de-sac these days. Hey, that is not going to stop us. Come join us for Just Just Jiggle Jiggle the Handle. So, Marty, tell me about, like, junior high and boys dating. How did you navigate that in a world without cell phones and answering machines? How did that all... That was a tough time. It was it was tough. Number one, if you had a phone, you had to make sure nobody else made a call because that cute guy might call that day. So, you know, you had to make sure nobody stayed on the phone and that you were the first one that grabbed it. We d- we only had one phone in the house. Did you have a phone line of your own? In I don't think in junior high, maybe maybe ninth grade, we, I got my own phone. And that was the worst was to have the one phone. And it was in the kitchen on the wall, of course, with the 40 foot long cord. We, ha- we had extensions, so that wasn't too bad. Oh. But still, it, we had to wait and it wasn't proper to call the boy. Right. So we had to wait for them to call. And you couldn't go anywhere because there was no answering machine. So if you left and you missed a call, if your family went out to eat that night, you probably missed the date of your life and you will never know for the rest of your life because there was no answering machine, you know, and no cell phones. And it's amazing we survived. I don't know that I really had boyfriends. I went out with people largely because I felt sorry for them, which is not a good way to approach dating and getting a boyfriend. There was a guy who was so sweet. He was a couple years older than I, I think, and he was crippled. I don't remember what his thing was, but he would walk around school with these permanent crutches. His, his like and, braces? Yeah, no. I guess. But he couldn't, he needed the crutches to walk. And they were like crutches that were molded to his yeah. arms. And he would ask me out and I didn't like him. I mean, he was a friend, but I didn't like him dating wise. But I guess I really didn't have to worry because I would go out with him just because I couldn't bring myself to say no. And his mom would have to drive, of course. So it was always the three of us. And ah, to this day, I cannot watch the movie Ryan's Daughter because it was a romantic uh, kind of strange movie. And we went to see that. And it's me, him and his mother watching this movie. And he kept always wanted to hold my hand. And I just I and I, the next time would come along and he'd ask me out again. And I'd say yes, because I just didn't I couldn't say no. And that happened with me with another guy who I, I don't think I ever went steady in junior high. I don't think anybody officially said, well, you go steady with me, except for one guy. And I once again, had absolutely no feelings for him. Didn't he wasn't my type. And I said, yeah, sure. Because I didn't want to hurt him. And he, cause he was a nice enough guy. It just wasn't my type at all. And finally, after a week, I had to break up with him saying, I just didn't feel that way about him. And I felt horrible about it. And I thought, oh my gosh, now will never speak to me again. I, but yeah, most of mine were sympathy dates, I think. Yeah. That is very sad. And I don't <laughs> I mean, mean, I feel bad for him as well. And I'm sitting here scouring my brain. I don't, I think because I was, I worked at such a young age and I was pretending to be two years older than I was, Mm. I didn't at school, I just, I worked a lot. 
So when I was at school, I, I don't know, I just did schoolwork stuff and then I couldn't wait to go to work. But then if boys showed interest in me at work, whether I worked with them or they were customers, I was nervous because they thought I was older than I was. And then I that and I felt like I had to be more mature and I was playing that part. But I had no experience. I didn't I knew nothing about boys or anything. And I thought, oh, I was terrified. So I just was I think it made me like even more shy so um and I don't know if any boys liked me in junior high I don't I don't remember I think I was oh and I wasn't wearing my glasses that I got was so happy to get when I was eight years old but suddenly they weren't cool in junior high so I would walk down the halls and people would think I was super stuck up because I wouldn't say hi to them but I couldn't see them until they were like on top of me so Uh, You know, I just didn't say hi to people. So it looked like I was just aloof walking down the hall. So maybe that's a reason why. As a matter of fact, I don't know if the girls like me very much either. <laughs> well, I, I would, I would memorize how people walked. Like uh, oh, Steve Bateman smart. had a certain gait wh- where he kind of swung from side to side, and you know Charlie had a different kind of walk. And I would memorize walks so that I could say hi because I had no idea otherwise who who was walking down the hall. I couldn't see them at all. That was smart. Yeah. And see, I was, was busy memorizing the um, what self preservation. I was busy memorizing the eye chart in the nurse's office so that when they gave me the test, I would pass it because I didn't want them to send a note home that says your daughter needs glasses because the daughter had glasses. She just wouldn't wear them. I got contact lenses in eighth grade, Uh, the hard glass contact lenses. Yeah. And that, that, that was some life, pioneering. Yeah. yeah but that's mm-hmm. was really like putting glass in your eye. Yeah. Cause I got mm-hmm. mine when I was in ninth grade, I think, and we're just oh. a few years apart, but that's a whole other road to go down. But. I was going to say, I must have had, I remember having boyfriends and going out on dates, but maybe I'm remembering more like maybe ninth grade or something, because I remember I was in the play, I'm pretty sure it was Midsummer Night's Dream and I played Hermia and I, you know, invited all my friends. Well, three of the guys I was dating right then came to the same performance. And of course, none of them knew about each other and they thought I was only dating them. And I had to very, boy, talk about acting skills. I had to very carefully manipulate running out to greet one person in the lobby and going, oh, I'm sorry, I've got to go back and we've got to take cast pictures and then run finding the other one and I had to maneuver them all so they never found out about each other. Well, that other. sounds that was, like a, the plot of- That was a, more exciting the, than the play, yeah. Yeah, but that sound, that could have been taken from a Patty Duke episode <laughs> or a Brady Bunch episode. That's three dates in one yeah, place. Yeah, that was, that obviously has stuck in my brain for many years. I didn't try that again. No, I'm just impressed that you had that many suitors. Well, looking back, I am too, now that you think about it. Well, if we had known each other then, I don't know that I would have been afraid of you, I think. You would have been too. Well, it's funny because I had a best friend, Carol, who just was so funny and just a great, you know, very smart and had a great sense of humor. And I would have dates and she wouldn't. We would go to a dance and people would ask me to dance, but not her. And I, 
so for some reason, she, I think was, she hated going to dances and I didn't want to go by myself. So we would always go together and she would always be miserable because she wouldn't get asked to dance. And I could not understand that for anything because she was so much funnier than, and more fun than I was. I didn't think I was that fun. So uh, that was always odd. So I don't, I can't explain it except maybe secretly they really had crushes on Carol and were just asking me to dance to try to get to Carol. That I'm no, going to go with that. I don't think so. I think you no. put out, I think people, because put I'm care. I'm care. No, I didn't. Oh, I guess I should finish my sentence. <laughs> finish um, that sentence. I think people put out like the vibe, you know, and I think that you look like, Hey, somebody asked me to dance where I'm like Carol. I would have been looking down at the ground. Like, please don't talk to me. Please don't talk to me because it was too painful. So well, I have to say there was one person that I really wanted to ask me to dance. And I was obsessed with this guy, Jerry. Every, I would only go to dances in the hopes that Jerry would ask me to dance. That was all that I lived for. I was obsessed with this guy. I couldn't stop thinking about him. We were good friends and he dated my, at one point he went steady with my best friend, no problem there. Um, but he <laughs> was just, I just thought he was great. And he played guitar and he sang really, I just thought he was the best. And I would go to dances just hoping, 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 and praying that he would ask me to dance. And every dance would come. I remember distinctly one dance where he came up and was talking to me. And he stood there talking for like 15 minutes. And I'm thinking, this is the one, this is it. He's finally going to ask me to dance. Oh my gosh. And at the end of the conversation, he started looking around going, huh, who should I ask to dance? Oh, there's so-and-so over there. And he'd go ask them to dance. And I would just go, oh, so close. And it would just break my heart. I can't tell you. It would just, it like hurt me. I loved him so much. I just thought he was fantastic. In fact, when a guy named Eddie kissed me, asked if he could kiss me one time, not at these dances, totally separate. I, it was my first official kiss. And after he kissed me, I started crying because I wanted my first kiss to be with Jerry and he's like, he kisses the poor guy. I'm probably the first person he had kissed too. And I start crying because he's not Jerry. Oh my gosh. But the, uh, the, the sad part, the irony of life is that Jerry was gay or ended up being gay. I don't think he knew it at the time, but he wasn't interested in me or anybody else he would have been dancing with, except maybe, you know, maybe Eddie. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. Well, at least it you got an answer to all of that at the end of it. You weren't, I mean, you know the, that there was probably a reason. It didn't help for those years. No. I was in pain and agony yeah. for those years. But that poor boy that you cried. Oh, I know. I felt bad about that. Yeah. Yeah. Probably still Sorry, has. Eddie, if you're listening now. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, may never have kissed anyone else's, you know. No, I don't think that was, I don't think that, I don't think it was as important to him as it was to me. It's also dramatic though, you know? Oh yeah. Well, I wish I had stories. I don't have, I, I don't, I was a wallflower. I was just a... Now, did you ever tag along with any... Well, I guess your sister was five years older, so they wouldn't have double dated or anything, right? Yeah, she really didn't date either. I think we didn't... I didn't know... It was like a whole other world. It wasn't normal. Mm -hmm. I remember there was a boy that liked me in elementary school, and I don't know where he was from. 
some Slavic place. His name was Adabin, hmm. and I don't remember his last name. And he kind of had very strong Slavic features, you know, and, and he had an accent and he was a nice kid, but he liked me. And I think I mentioned it to my mom and she told her sister, my aunt, who was my mom's younger sister. And I came home from school and my aunt was saying, Adabin, Adabin, oh, Adabin loves you, Adabin. And I got so embarrassed and I thought, I'm never going to tell anybody anything. And I didn't. And that was, that was probably. Until now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that was probably first or second grade, actually, um, which oh, I wow. forgot about that. But yeah, I, got, I would get embarrassed very easily. But I, even through. Everybody did. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I didn't know that. Like I, you know, yeah, I was right. in the, it didn't seem like, I don't know. And when I was in junior high, my good friends my very good friend had a boyfriend and I would tag along with them to the ice cream shop after school. And, but it was always like, I'm the, you know, I'm the third shoe. It was never, I hated that. And I just, I'm still not crazy about it, actually. (laughs) It's not good. The whole thing's not good. I do remember, like I say, waiting at the, I, I just wanted so badly for the cute guys to call. And Carol and I would go places to try to meet people. Like we had volunteered to work at the coffee shop that was for, it was like they had a little, I, I guess it was a church and they had this kind of coffee shop that would open on Friday nights and people would play guitar and sing and stuff like that. You know, it was like a beatnik joint or something. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and we would volunteer to serve the ice cream roll and the coffee or drinks or whatever, not alcoholic, of course. And we would volunteer so that we could go around to the tables and talk to people. So we would try to meet people that way. But otherwise, I would just sit home waiting, hoping that somebody someday would call. But had you given your number to a bunch of boys? Like, how did they, how would they have called you? Oh, you have to do that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That might have been the missing component. Oh, man. Where were you when I needed you? Uh, But what? Could we we do a (laughs) do-over? Well, I mean, I bet it happened. I bet boys were asking you. Well, everybody was in the phone book then, you know, and yeah, oh, if somebody wanted to. Of course, to. right. Now, sorry, there it was. I forgot. Yeah. That's right. Everybody was in the I phone I mean, book. obviously, Glenn would invite me out. So he obviously had my phone number. So people, you know, people would get your phone number, I guess. But I remember there was one time when this really handsome guy who was probably two years older than I, which was substantial back then, he called me and we... I realized as the conversation went on that he knew I was friends with Sharon, the Sharon who stole, not stole, but Jerry asked her to Mm -hmm. go steady. This other crush of mine named Bob, he asked her to go steady. She was really cute. And she got, I couldn't even live vicariously through her because that would hurt too much. But all the boyfriends uh, that I was just gaga over ended up asking Sharon to go steady. And so this guy named Lamar called and I just thought he was amazing. Plus he was older and all. And about halfway through the conversation, I realized that he was calling to find out about Sharon, of Uh, course, and he knew we were friends. So we had a very long, lovely conversation. And I kept hoping that it was such a great conversation that he would like me instead. I never heard from him again. But we did have some really interesting uh, conversation. I remember it went on for quite some time. And he said, 
I think the 60s music is unlike regular music. I think 60s music is going to live on. Like, you know, we have these great groups like, you know, and he named off all these groups that still are performing today, you know. He said, music like this is going to live on. I don't think it's, and, and I have thought back on that conversation many times that he was right. 60s music ruled, man. Yeah. And how old was he when he said that? It was pretty. I'm trying to remember when that would have been. He was probably, uh, I might have been like in 10th grade and he was a senior or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Smart guy. But he didn't call again. I thought maybe he would. I thought maybe he'd be intrigued, but no. Yeah. Wow. He found out all he needed to know about Sharon and I was dropped like a hot potato. <laughs> Any tie-up words about dating? Any words of advice based on your dating life that you would give to our listeners at home? <laughs> My non-dating life. Well, if I had it to do over again, I just wish that somewhere at some point, at some age, somebody would have said, you know, nobody has any idea what they're doing. But I, yes. I always thought that I was the only one that didn't know what was going on. And I just... I don't know. I, and that kind of stuff carried with me through a lot of my life. And if somebody had just pulled me aside, some nice aunt or older cousin and said, you know, nobody has any idea. We're all just trying to figure it out. It would have. That would have been really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. There was a group of gals in junior high who were the doctor's kids and the lawyer's kids and whatever. They were a clique. They had known each other from, I guess, elementary school. And from the country club, which we were not a member of, and they used to make fun of me. And that did more to, if I hadn't been part of the theater group, the theater just saved me because that was my people. And I yeah. knew I was at home there and I knew yeah. we were a family there. If I hadn't had that experience, I would have been just crushed self-esteem wise because I remember one time they... I had stupid, stupid haircuts and hairstyles in junior high. And I tried to curl my hair like Wills Harrison, whose hair always looked great. And I didn't do it right. And it just always sprouted out the wrong way and just looked <laughs> horrible. I was so ugly. And of course, I had the pointy glasses and, and uh, you know, the Gary Larson glasses. And I had buck teeth. I didn't have glasses. I was pretty ugly. So the group of girls was sitting at the lunch table and they sent one of them over and said, um... We were just wondering, how do you fix your hair? And I said, why? And she kind of looked back at the girls and then looked at me and said, because um, we, we like it. And I said, uh, and this was when I had was trying to do the Wills Harrison thing. And it was these little clip-on curlers that you would roll your hair up and then clip the yeah, curler on. I remember those. But it basically, yeah. it just made this line around you with yeah. these goofy curls. It, I didn't do it right. Wills did it right. I did not. And and so I said, well, I just use these curlers and, and clip them on. And she goes, oh, thanks. And she went back. I could see her. She walks back over to her table and they all burst out laughing, just laughing, laughing, uh. laughing. So I felt very small and like they were the cool kids. I would never be a part of them. They would never like me and never think that I was cool. But you know what? I worked with Morgan Freeman and Julia Roberts and Brad Pitt. So there. Yeah. Take that, Sharon. Not Sharon. She was the good one. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Except for the boyfriend stealing thing. <laughs> who is it? Who who is oh, it? I didn't name names because oh, this okay. will come back to oh, Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're so coward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kids can be cruel. 
it it has a huge effect and good thing yep. you had the theater. That's the advice I'd give. Find your people. Yeah. People who love you and get you. Yeah. And that they are out there. Yeah. There is a group. Exactly. There is you do belong somewhere. And you are absolutely right. There's nobody who knows how to navigate it. They're all just pretending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And I think when we grew up, our parents weren't in tune like parents are now. You know, you just, kids were seen and not heard. And I don't think if I felt a certain way, I don't think that I would have gone to my mom and said, oh, I'm sad. Or I just, we just didn't talk about stuff, you know? It was job security for future therapists. That's what, (laughs) how I I will say that every single guy that I had a crush on in junior high, except one, I don't know what happened to him, but everybody I had a crush on ended up being gay. So I don't know what that, everybody I had a crush on ended up being gay. But they were easy to talk to and a lot of fun. So, you know, I guess it's not a big surprise. Yeah. But if I knew then what I know now, I wouldn't have been so heartbroken when they didn't kiss me or or want to go go out with me. Right. (laughs) There's some comfort there. You always had Glenn and his mom. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. Well, this was fun and a little sad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, is sad equal to pathetic? <laughs> no, I just just oh, sad okay. for that little kid. You know that you wish you yeah. could go back and just yeah. pull him aside and say you're going to be fine. You know, yeah, that's get all over you it. want. This is nothing. Yeah, this is nothing. This is nothing. Oh wait, yeah, just wait. Just you think wait. you're heartbroken <laughs> now? You think you're upset now? Just wait. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Somebody once told me you're always conscious of. Oh, I don't, I want to look good in front of other people. Everybody wants to look good and nobody's looking at you. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. So it didn't matter in junior high. It doesn't matter now. Nobody's looking at you. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Dance whether Jerry asks you to dance or not. Right. We can't wait to see the junior high dating stories you post on our Just Jiggle the Handle Facebook page. Well, I hope their stories are better than mine. Make a date to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. No telling what we'll reveal next on Just Jiggle the Handle. handle.